Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of the Juice and the Squeeze podcast with your host, Demetrius Brianna. Thank you guys so much for tuning in once again. Y'all, I know, I know, I know, I know. Where have I been? I've been MIA. I didn't forget about you. Trust me. I, I really didn't forget, but like my mind has been like in a million different places. Just like learning to cope like I know y'all have shit going on so like don't judge me too harshly but um I am so excited to be back to record another episode today I do have one of my dearest friends here with me and we just want to discuss some real shit that's probably happening to everybody and if it's not happening to you then it's probably happening to someone you know and you may not even know that it's happening to them because um, I don't think that most people know how to deal with their or how to cope or just they don't know how to really describe what's going on in their life. So, like, get comfortable, pour up a glass of wine, do something, because, like, I want us to get vulnerable today. Um, I want us to get deep in our feelings. I want us to be honest. I want us to be authentic. And, like, yeah, let's let's dive in. Okay, so as I mentioned, I do have a very special guest joining me today. Uh, One of my very, very dear friends who I've known for maybe about 10 years now. So um, I'm going to let him introduce himself. So guys, just show him some love. Hey, y'all. My name is Douglas. Uh, I think we have known each other for, it's like nine years, eight years. Something like that. We close, close. A very close friend. Very good friend. (laughs) Um, but yeah, uh, my name is Douglas. I don't know what else to say. Um, I guess I'm a creative in, of some sorts. I'm I'm dipping and dabbling into some different things. Stay tuned for some future work of mine. Um, yeah, that's about it. Okay. Well, now that we're getting to know each other, um, I kind of want to call this episode the state of the millennial mental. Um. And this has been, like, really weighing heavy on me lately because I feel like there's so many expectations on millennials when it comes to success, when it comes to careers, when it comes to, um... I mean, really where the state of the world is right now and the fact that everything that's going on in the world, um, the age range for the millennials, like, I think, in their 40s to like maybe 25 so we are the people that's dealing with the majority of the stuff that's happening in the world right and honestly i think so many of us are going through some shit and we're afraid and we don't know how to speak on it some people don't know how to deal with it or acknowledge it and i kind of want us to make that okay um I want it to be known that it's okay to not be okay sometimes. It's okay to have a day where you just, you can't deal. You can't process shit. You can't deal with shit. You don't want to hear any bad shit. Because y'all, how much bad shit have we heard lately? I feel like everything has been bad lately. Too much. And then when you have a moment where you have something good, or you have a moment of happiness. People try to make you feel bad because so much crazy shit is going on. When you have a good moment, they really try to make you feel bad. Like, how you gonna celebrate? How you gonna smile when all this is going on in the world? 
Like, listen, you have no idea what people deal with on a daily basis. So if you have a moment of sunshine, celebrate yourself. Okay, do what the hell you need to do because nobody knows what type of internal battles you're dealing with. So I think um, for me, what's been like the hardest thing lately has been, I guess, defining what it means to like pursue your own thing um because let's be honest i feel like people in their 30s or just millennials in general have been taught that success means you go to college you get a degree you get a high paying job and let's be realistic uh it doesn't really work like that even then then (laughs) we also have like a lot of pressure on us to be entrepreneurs i feel like everybody's like oh start your own thing but not everybody has a thing to start right right i mean is it nice to see people in their own light and flourishing yes beautiful but somebody got to work the nine to five I mean, somebody got to do it. And that is not a bad thing. So if you have people who making you feel like, oh, because you work a nine to five, you don't have any drive, you don't have any passion. Honey, please don't listen to them people. Please don't. I mean, fellas, you're not going to be able to pull B Simone. Oh, God. (laughs) You know what? Look, somebody wants a nine to five man. Y'all let B live because B said, listen. She done been there, but that ain't where she at anymore. And sis, I I mean, do you? I don't have any say-so on that. Um, well, I do have a little bit of say-so on that because... I mean, especially... Oh, <laughs> Watch yourself because I don't know what you're trying to say here. But, I mean, I, I get that whole concept of you used to be there and now you can't appreciate a man who's going to come up. I get that, but that's not what we're talking about right now. Um... So yeah, let's let's reel it back in. Um for me, I think my biggest struggle has been wanting to be like a full throttle content creator and being in this nine to five industry. Y'all, it is exhausting. When I tell you, um, just a few weeks ago I thought that I was gonna snap on everybody. I mean everybody. And it was just a whole cluster of emotions. And they came out of nowhere. Like, I literally had to, um, I'm on the internet, like, searching for, for a therapist. Because at that moment, I didn't know who else could help me. And it's not something that you just up and tell people. It's kind of a hard conversation. And you have to be careful, like, who you share your dark moments with. Because Especially in the workplace. Right. In the workplace, even in your friendships. Because honestly, because somebody says that, oh, we're friends, does not mean that they wish you well. So um, a lot of people, when they see you down and out, that's that shit they've been praying on. They've been praying on your downfall. So you just have to be mindful of when you're in that space, who, who can you talk to? Is there somebody that you can talk to? Do you have people that you can lean on? Do you have somebody who's been through it or going through it? And you have to have the desire to want to get out of that space. Because it's so easy to be in there and not want to come out. And I think a major a major thing that's happening is a lot of it is being 
um, magnified by the fact that we are in a pandemic and all that kind of stuff. So these are things that we deal with on a daily basis, whether we were dealing with 2020 or 2019 or 2021 and none of the pandemic was happening, whatever. Like, these are things that we deal with on a regular basis. I feel like a lot of things are being blown out of proportion because we're, we're having to spend a lot more time alone. We're having, we're not getting the physical contact that we're used to getting. Um, some of the relationships that we have are not getting nurtured the way they used to get nurtured because you can't spend time with everybody. Right. With what we're dealing with. That's very valid. I didn't think of it that way. Um, and also, you know, I, I think when all this first started, we had a lot of people that said, you know, this is a time to create, like, use all this time off to grow your business and expand your brand. And um, the pandemic is a blessing in disguise because now you can start your business. Yes, you can. But it's also, if you're if you're a creative like myself, like I thrive off of when I'm in a good mood. So for me, I haven't been in a good mood lately. I mean, and I don't mean like, oh my God, you always in a bad mood. But just an overall feeling of joy and wanting to put good things out. Have I wanted to do things? Yes. But I feel like my space has not been clear enough to to actually sit down and make things happen. But I think acknowledging that for yourself is like a going to be a big part of the growth. I know for me, I know me and you, me and Sammy, of course, talk on a regular basis. So um, she knows about some of the struggles that I've been through throughout this kind of this whole year, but mostly this summer to where I've just really been dealing with my mental health. Um, earlier this summer, I was working a job and I really had a day where I went into my boss's uh, let's be real. I went in, I no longer work for this company uh, because I decided to leave. But I had a white boss and I went into that office and I felt like that was the boldest moment of my life. Me looking a white man in his face and telling him <laughs> the fact that I'm not happy and I don't feel appreciated and I don't feel like I'm getting my money, um, the money that I deserve. And um, think of like me, a, a a, a grown black man looking this middle-aged white man in the face who probably don't care a, a goddamn about anything that I got to say. Right. And telling him, I get angry too <laughs> because I feel like other people don't think that I'm bothered by things that happen mm-hmm. in the workplace. That was a scary moment for me. And you know what? I'm so glad you touched on that because y'all... I feel like this has been my number one trigger has been the workplace. Um, first of all, I'm the only black woman at my job. So that alone is stressful because it's like when things aren't flowing correctly in the workplace, it's so hard for black women to have the space to acknowledge that. Because as soon as I say something, I'm the angry black woman. Or you can't please me. Anytime I say something, it's a problem. So for so many, honestly, for like the last year, I've like just been quiet about things that have been unfolding at my job. And that alone is so stressful to sit in a company where, where first of all, people that are under me 
feel like their opinion and they know my job more than me because you can't take direction from a young black woman. So when I tell you something or I'm trying to explain something to you, I'm undermined. God forbid they listen to the black I have been experiencing this with my very own boss in my face. He undermined me to someone that is under me. And I look him dead in his face and I'm like, listen, if you do that, I am leaving. Because it's so disrespectful. It's so stressful to come into a job every single day where you know they don't respect you. And that's just based off of you being a black woman. Doesn't matter if you know how to do your job, if you can do it well, if you come in here every day and go overtime. It does not matter. If anything, that matters the least. Honey, y'all, if you, I just could tell y'all some of the shit that I hear on my job, but if I comment on it, then I'm the angry black woman or I'm taking it too serious or I'm taking it too personal or it's not a race thing. Like, seriously. I had to explain to an employee of mine at my um, former workplace the fact that my assistant was my assistant. Um, they... They thought my assistant was my boss simply because my assistant was a white man. Child. <laughs> Mind you, this is somebody that, like, he does what I'm supposed to do, what I tell him to do. <laughs> and they going to try to tell me, well, I'm going to go talk such and such about you. <laughs> and, I had to, and I looked that employee in their face and I said, I'm their boss too, so I don't know what you're trying to accomplish with that. It's really mind-blowing. And I can honestly say that the past few months, I feel like have been just microaggressions that I've been experiencing. I will tell y'all, listen, just yesterday, my boss said some shit that just did not sit well with me. And it's not because, oh, I'm black and I'm taking it offensively. No. A lot of people say shit in the workplace that if black people said that shit, we would get side-eyes. Like, just yesterday, we're leaving the branch. This man says, yeah, um, I knew this guy who was allergic to watermelon. Can you believe it? A black man allergic to watermelon. He thought that shit was so funny. (laughs) He thought that shit was hilarious. I could laugh at it now, but in the moment. If you could have saw my face. My jaw would have dropped, and I just would have been like, oh. You think that shit funny? (laughs) He's like, and I love watermelon. I bet your ass do. When I was at work and like everything that was happening with George Floyd and everything, I think everybody knew. Like whenever somebody would like, you could tell that they were trying to aim and start to talk about it. They would try to mention the riots or something. Mm -hmm. And I'll just be like, oh, really? Oh, true. Oh, oh, really? Like just like really just cutting them off and letting them know I have nothing to participate in this conversation. I'm glad you can even do that because again... This is recently. I walked into um, my place of employment. It is bright and early in the morning. It's not even 8.30, y'all. I'm walking in the door. And you would think that when the token black girl walks in, the conversation would cease. But no, because these people are bold because they're comfortable having these conversations. And as soon as we say something, then we're the ones being extra. I walk into work and I hear, "Um, yeah, I have no problem with Black Lives Matter. It's just that, you know, sometimes they just get too aggressive. Like, just do what you're supposed to do and just follow the rules. Excuse me? And technically, if we're being 100, none of this should be discussed in the workplace. First of all. First of all. First of all. In the first place. And this is coming from someone who is very politically active. Trust me, I have a lot of opinions 
Um, but I know I learned at a very young age, you do not talk about that. Um, I mean, that's just something my father taught me. That's something that I've learned from, I've been working since I was 14 years old. Um, yeah, child. I was bagging groceries at the, um, Oh, I did that at Food Lion. <laughs> <laughs> I was at the line. Fort Jackson commissary. <laughs> oh, you was bougie. Bougie, child. Bougie. <laughs> Getting twenty dollar tips, child. Ooh, I did that for now. a while. I'll turn that on tips. But I think the main thing is people gotta realize that like not everybody wants to hear about that. And I think a lot of times when it comes down to our white counterparts, and not only white people, but you know, let's let's be real. The main people that we have issues with on topics like this is usually of the Caucasian descent. Um, right. The whites. <laughs> Anglo-Saxon, <laughs> if you will. But I think a large thing is they don't realize how sensitive of a topic it is for us. I don't think that they, um, when it comes down to what's happening in the world, whether it be um, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, um, countless people, it's too many names to actually sit up here and try to go over. They don't realize the fact that what's happening to these people, the scary reality of it is it could happen to any of us. Like any of us could go to the grocery store and then next thing you know, you know, a cop is trying to knock us down right. because they thought something that we gave the person at the grocery store was a fake $20 bill. Right. And that's, I think, the most frustrating part for me is that they don't see it as being that serious. They don't understand why we're so angry. They don't understand why we're taking things so personal. Not only do they not understand, they don't think that we have the right to be angry. But you know what? I'm I'm kind of over it because there's too much technology. There's too much knowledge and insight out here for you to still be walking around ignorant. And I'm not going to be the person that sits here and schools you because that's not what I signed up for. So, but what are you doing to, in your personal life, what are you doing to try to like heal yourself from everything that's been going on? Um, honestly, for a while, I, I wasn't doing anything because I felt like what I wanted to do, honestly, was this podcast. And when I really got into a tough spot, I felt like I couldn't even do that. Because I didn't feel at ease and I didn't feel comfortable enough to put out things. Or it was that pressure of, will people like it? Are people going to listen? Will people agree? So my release kind of, like, I shut down. So I didn't I didn't know how to to express what I was feeling. So I've been trying to figure out how to outdo that voice in my head that's like making me second guess um what I'm trying to do because it's so hard it's like so many people do that or are you sure people are gonna listen to what you have to say are people gonna like it are people gonna love it are they gonna agree are they gonna disagree so I have all these things fighting against my creativity and it's um like it's really hard so to to come back here right now and be honest about that, I think first of all is the first step to um like getting back on the right track is to let you guys know that I I don't have my life together. So and that's such an important thing, especially right now where everything is um so um 
maximized on social media and you think that people really got all their shit together. No. Everybody else out here is going through shit just like you, just like me. Yeah. So I just want us to be honest about that because we are here faking it and people are hurting. People are real life anxious all the time. People have anxiety. People are depressed. So I, I don't want us to be sitting here holding up um, this fake image that everything is all good. Because even if you haven't been affected by this pandemic or anything else, if you, if you haven't been like driven crazy by what's happening to black people on a daily basis, there's something going on in your life that is affecting you. I think what really, I mean, as from our conversations, you know that it's been a consistent process for me to watch my mental health. Like the last couple of weeks, like me and her have been having conversations. And I told her, like, I've just been so angry lately. And, I, and I've been so aggressive and I've been trying to get to the bottom of it. And that's not a, that's not like something new. It's something that's been happening all summer, but it's been really concentrated as of lately. Um, at the beginning of the summer, I started out during like all the quarantine and stuff like that. I noticed that my mental health was being affected by a lot of relationships that I were, um, I was having and not relationships, not like intimate relationships. I'm talking about like friendships for the most part. And I think one of the main things that I did to um, heal myself, well, not heal, but just give myself a break mm-hmm. for the most part, is I, I ghosted some friends. I I literally just ghosted because I, I did not like what was happening. I did not like what was how I was acting in those relationships. And I felt like I was doing myself a, a service. And I felt like I was also doing them a service by just stepping away. And I don't feel like I owed anybody an explanation of why I stepped away. It was just something that needed to happen so I could be at peace. Because what I think a, a large thing that's not happening with a lot of people right now is we're not at peace. We're not mm-hmm. communicating the fact that we're not at peace. And we're not even looking towards the fact that we're not looking for peace in any kind of way. Right. So one thing that I did is I focused on cutting off relationships that weren't serving me. Um, that's why insecure just really hit hit home Child. for me this past summer because they it's like they were talking about everything that I was going through and everything that I was working on in my head. I focused on smoking my little um, my little peace flower and. Um, I talk to my mama daily. That's that's how I got through it. Me and my mom had conversations about about the world, about like how are you feeling today? I'm feeling good. I think I want to work on being more productive tomorrow. I I'm not trying to be hard on myself. Like having those types of conversations right. because a lot of times you'll be frustrated with yourself. Yes. And a lot of that aggression comes towards yes. you being mad at you. Yes. And not and being too yes. hard on yourself. A lot of times yes. we're too hard yes. on ourselves, and, and yes. we don't realize. Like, give yourself a break. I had to yeah. tell myself, you are the world is falling apart. We don't know if there will be a twenty twenty one, and you're sitting up here fussing at yourself because you gained like five pounds. Really? Yeah, that's very valid. Like, you made some very valid points, especially on the friendships, because I do feel like a lot of my friendships have. Um, have changed lately and that's not always a bad thing like some of them have changed for the good and I don't feel like any have changed for the bad but I feel like 
um, just relationships have been reaffirmed. Like, because a lot of times when we think that somebody's our friend, we think that every friendship is supposed to be the same or the same um, level. And everybody's not meant to have the same level of friendships. So I think it was important that things um, unfold and you realize that you have different levels of friendships with people. Um, and that those levels of friendships, um, levels of friendship sometimes change. Throughout right. And that, sometimes they fade that, and that's yeah. not bad. Um, and sometimes you just reconnect when the time is right. And a lot of times we don't know how to show up for our friends in our friendships. And that can be very frustrating. So, um, and a lot of people deal with that by just doing nothing. And if that's what you're going through, I mean, I wish you well. I, I can't give any advice on that because, again, I just told you, like, my friendships have been changing. And that's not a bad thing. But I think we just have to sometimes not take it so personally because our friends could be going through some things. We could be going through some things. And just, like, life is happening around us. A large thing, the craziest thing, and the sad thing is, you know, I'm a millennial, but I'm sorry to say I learned something from TikTok. Um, oh, God. <laughs> but not that I learned something, but it was a reminder. I think a lot of times we get so caught up in our life. Um, and I think the girl on TikTok was saying, like, do y'all ever take the time to sit and stop and think? The fact that, like, you see life as, like, this big movie and you're the main character. But did you ever stop and think that the person next door or the person that you got beef with, they feel like their life is a big old movie and they're the main character right. and you're just a featured role in their life? You right. may be the villain or you may be... And sometimes it's okay to be the villain in somebody else's story because that doesn't mean you're the villain in everybody's story. Sometimes right. you just got to accept that role because sometimes you have to just accept the fact that I'll be that for you. For you to get through what you need to get through, I'll be that villain. Right. But I think a lot of times we forget the fact that just like I have problems, this person right here has problems too. Just like I have thoughts and feelings. The person right next to me has thoughts and feelings as well. So I think a lot of times people... I don't know how to explain it. I think people get lost... um, in themselves and they're just so focused on how they're going to make themselves feel better instead of like i personally i don't start to feel good until i've made the people around me feel good like until i i know that i can say that i'm a good friend and i'm a good son i'm a good uh boyfriend um lord knows i wish i could be somebody's (laughs) a good boyfriend to somebody that's not my reality (laughs) that's not my ministry but maybe it will be one someday. Speaking. But being good to other people make me feel good because, and that's just me. Now, I'm not saying everybody has to be like that. But I think when you take the time to make sure that you are doing, serving the people in your life the right way, you can expect for them to serve you to a certain extent, but don't expect anything out of anybody really. But at the same time, you can't... I think a lot of times we just expect people to treat us right. But what are you doing to treat that person right? That's true. But also, um, in addition to that, I, I too agree with... I like making other people feel good. However, I have realized that that becomes very exhausting. Especially when you are like viewed as the strong person 
in your circle, whether that's your family, your friendship, your relationship, when you're always the person giving out the good energy, giving out the compliments, giving out the encouragement. And when you are in that rut and you don't get that back, like that feels terrible. Because that is where I found myself a few weeks ago. I'm like in my house, boohoo crying like every day for a week straight. And besides you and one, well, maybe like two other people, nobody knew. Nobody was like, hey, girl, you a badass bitch. You can do anything you want to do. You no. are a badass bitch. <laughs> Thank you, friend. You, you really are. So it's like, it's hard and it's heavy being a person who makes other people feel good. Because who makes you feel good? Trust So, me. I mean, I get it. I, I like making people feel good. But you also have to remind yourself that you, you have to more. give yourself what you're giving everybody else as well. So, like, and that's a big part. Like, when I was saying that, I ghosted, like, um, some friends. And also, like, I just stopped dealing with a lot of people in the workplace and all that kind of stuff. Because I realized they were not treating me the way I like to be treated. Mm -hmm. um, and that's nothing against them. That means, for example, in this friendship thing, those are still my friends. Um, and I will still always have a love and respect for them. But I realized something that had to change. Something had to change between us. Right. Um, and I wanted to go ahead and just go ahead and start that change. Right. Whether they saw it as necessary or not. Um, I knew that that change was necessary. I felt that... Um, how to explain it? I felt that I wasn't being appreciated. I felt like my feelings... And just like I told you in the workplace, I explained to my, my boss. I told him, hey, I don't think y'all think I get mad. Because several people had came to me, oh, Doug never... Doug is never bothered. And I'm like, damn, do I have that good of like a poker face? Like, right. do y'all not, can y'all, when I curse y'all out in my head, do y'all not feel that energy? Child, I wish. Because it's all I, in my I face. swear it shows in my face. And I've always been told my face don't lie. Right. So I'm like, so how are y'all not picking up the fact that I think y'all are idiots? Um, and in my friendships, I felt like. It wasn't the fact that I didn't feel completely appreciated. I felt like a lot of times when I felt like my feelings were hurt. Um, Lord, Jesus, it's starting to sound like I'm crying. It's not like candy birds. You know, Please candy don't start make crying. Me, don't make me cry I'm because really... I have cried enough today, y'all. No, but like in my friendships, I felt like since I am a big personality since I am the strong I don't like to say the strong friend because I feel like that's also like building myself up can I get a refill I as well I hope y'all didn't hear me pour wine because I definitely <laughs> just refilling wine, y'all. that was real but I also felt like I just wasn't if I'm too big of a personality I'm too harsh of a person there's nothing wrong with being too harsh of a person. I can find people that are willing to accept that. And you can find somebody that fits better in your circle. And we can all be happy together. And there's no love laws, if that makes any sense. Like, just like if you aren't, if me and you aren't working, sometimes we have to stop and step away. Right. Me and Sammy have had moments, not that where we were not getting along. I don't think we've ever really gotten an argument about anything. But we've had moments where we step away. Like I said, we've been friends for like eight or nine years, but... We don't be talking daily. Like, right. there was and like a year what? where we didn't talk. This is, that is so important though. 
Because I think, and I'm going to say this for myself, because I too have been this person where you feel like, oh my God, if you don't talk to someone all the time, there's an issue. One of my best friends, which like she lives in Philadelphia now. I love this girl to pieces. And we probably only talk maybe once a month or just once every few months. And I swear the energy is always the same. Like it's never, even if we just have hours where we on the phone and we just like, girl, we need a mental health check in. Like how you been doing? Because I know that you go through some shit and she knows that I go through some shit and we just have a moment and it's like, we never left off. And then there are some people that you can talk to all the time. And one time that you don't talk to them, it's like, oh my God, what did I do? Are you mad at me? Did I do something to piss you off? So we have to learn to give people space. Like, space is very important and then also and that it goes into a lot of times we don't acknowledge that intimate relationships is not the only thing that love languages apply to hello come on it also applies to friendships like just because i come I on like to, friend <laughs> just because this is how i like my friendship doesn't mean that means that's how you like your friendship right i'm a brutally honest person i like to hold my friends accountable and i expect for them right. to hold me accountable in return um but not everybody can handle that some people you know they they're not big on that um and there's nothing wrong with that some they get their accountability from other places right and that's fine that's great that's good but that doesn't mean I'm going to shut up just for you. <laughs> that means that maybe we need to reevaluate the things that we have discussions about. Right. I, I can't talk to you about, you know, what you do. Oh, that is so valid because I have learned that sometimes, and I'm the type of person where I was like, I, I got to get my point across. That was me. And I'm not going to say was because sometimes it still is me. I'm going to admit that. Same. But I have learned in certain friendships that girl... It is not worth it because you have some people who are committed. They are sticking to the script. Okay. They're sticking to the script. So why would I be a fool and sit here and go back and forth with someone that I value as a friend when I know that this is where they, this is what you stand firm on. This is what you believe. I'm not going to do it. Sometimes it's not worth it. We just got to leave certain things alone. Sometimes fighting a battle just to be right is just... Right. Because I used to think like, well, if I'm your friend, I should be able to be honest with you and tell you the truth. And I still feel like that. But sometimes it is just not worth it. Because guess what's going to happen? You're going to piss yourself off. You're going to piss yourself off and you're going to lose that friendship. And that friend, yeah. You're going to lose that friendship even though you already knew what they were willing to accept and what they weren't right. willing to you accept. You knew that shit going into the argument, you just but you to, wanted to you, prove your point. You just wanted to prove your point. You yeah. just wanted to fight. You wanted to stand on your little soapbox mm-hmm. and have a moment to tear. And it's not always about tearing somebody down. I think it turns, it feels like you're, somebody is tearing you down when you're not really ready to accept something. Sorry, right. y'all. I can barely talk today. But when you're not ready to accept something, it feels like somebody's trying to tear you down. But that doesn't mean it's not true. It just means that you weren't ready for it. Right. So, and and then people receive things differently. Y'all, listen. This, preaching to the choir, preaching to my damn self because I just went through this. Like, we have to realize that just because we think that we are communicating things a certain way, that does not mean that that person is receiving it that way. So, and I... <laughs> I'm so guilty of this. 
And it's hard for you to step outside of yourself and just think for a second, okay, maybe I could have said that differently. So we we have to do that in our friendships because if we value people like we say we do, why are we so comfortable with like letting things die? And I'm not saying you got to chase somebody or beat somebody down or constantly drag some shit out of people to make it work because listen protect your sanity but all i'm saying is usually in relationships we give people so many chances to um make amends and sometimes it's it's necessary to do that in our friendships if that's something that you value and to me a lot of times maybe this is just me because i take friendship very seriously like i told y'all i'm very single um <laughs> single but I take my friendships any. very seriously. If anything, I feel like with certain friends, like I'm closer to those friends than I'll probably ever be with any like person I'm dating. I think I think a lot of times that we, we don't we don't give those those people that we, you know, consider very close to us. Mm-hmm. Like for example for example, like we said, we have been friends for eight, nine years, I think sometimes we're very harsh on each other and we don't always acknowledge the fact that, like, this person is has actually showed me consistency. Right. Yet, the person you're getting sex from... <laughs> Hold up. Who getting sex in the... <laughs> <laughs> the person you getting sex... The person that's... Who getting sex? The person that's tickling certain parts of you Look, the person that's sucking on toes and stuff, you know, they sitting up here, you know, they, they just do whatever. They give you, they give you your ass to kiss, their ass to kiss on a regular basis. So it's just kind of like, why are you so quick to take it, take offense to a friend and, or have a problem with a friend? Right. But I have a question for you. So how is, how has dating been for you? (laughs) You're so funny. You're so funny. He's so funny. Okay, guys. My mental health dating has a lot to do with my mental health as well. Okay, guys. So, since our last um, episode, (laughs) don't reveal nothing you don't want to reveal. Oh no, no, no! I'm I'm good, boo boo. I'm good. Um, because I know the tea. Y'all don't know the tea. Things have transpired. Um, and you know your girl is off the market. So. Dating during this pandemic, I mean, it's it's not phasing me because Sammy's got a man at Have home. You, seen, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Shantae Moore? Yes! <laughs> yes! That was a classic. Of course I know. But yeah, like, um, I'm not going to lie. Like, pre-relationship, I had a few um, run-ins with some, some okay people. I'm not going to bash them. But, um, like, now, like, it's peaches and cream over here baby like i'm good well we good um and it was so like unexpected i think that's the most beautiful part is i keep thinking about this shit like girl you in a whole ass relationship but what i know everything is peaches and cream with your relationship um right now but like let's talk about your mental and like how dating was affecting your mental pre-relationship you don't okay. have to go into details about like specific ind- individual things, but how was it really like affecting you? Because my, you know, um, I've are we talking it. like 
in the pandemic or just period? I think. 2020, like the pandemic, okay. twi- the pandemic, 2020. Um, <laughs> honestly, for the most part, because y'all know, well, y'all don't really know this, but for like the first three months of the year, your girl was housebound. Like, I wasn't going nowhere. I had a broken ankle. So, um, just coming off of that and getting back like into the world, and then as soon as I hopped back into the world, the pandemic hit, it was kind of different. Um. I think that for me, dating wasn't bad. Um, I met like a few people who I didn't know previously who were like some decent people. Not going to knock it. But I just feel like, um, well, honestly, in 2020, I ain't about to give these people no clout. I'm sorry. Never mind. I didn't meet any bad people, but they weren't the people who were ready for what I wanted. So, I mean, pandemic or not, if he wants you, sis, you're going to know it, okay? You're going to feel that energy. You're going to feel it. Feel that pressure. And honestly, I had some dates during the pandemic where I was like, okay, you you putting up the energy to really, like, let's do a date. Mm-hmm. So, it was cool. Like, it didn't, did it last? Did it work out? Hell no. But you put forth the energy. You put forth the effort to do it. So, um... I still think that even through all this craziness, um, dating is still very possible. Um, if a man wants you, he he gonna make it do what it do. Like he's gonna make it work. Um, like I just the pandemic is not an excuse. Uh, he can take you on a walk through the park, girl. Like he can, he can like. Order Uber Eats. I don't fuck with Uber Eats since I broke my ankle, y'all. But, um. <laughs> Why? Uh, Let's talk about it. I'm uh, just uh, Maybe tell him to get some DoorDash or something because I think they have better directions to get to the house. But, um, <laughs> I'm not rocking with no Uber Eats. <laughs> but, like, I just, there's so many things that you can still do with dating through the pandemic. Um, hell, have a FaceTime date. I mean, it's possibilities. So, if you're a person who thrives off human interaction, and most of us are, even people who like to be alone. You still need that physical contact. Right. You thrive. We thrive off interacting with each other. So, I mean, go for it. And it's good for your mental health. Now, be right? safe. Be, you know, this is, we are a very socially conscious um, group of people. We want you to wear your mask. We want you to be safe. Wrap it up. Sexually as well, mm-hmm. do all everything that you need to do to be safe. But yeah, definitely treat yourself because right. you need the physical interaction. Right, ain't nobody judging you, sis. Do you think like whatever you need to get over that hump? Hey, do you like? So, how do you feel like dating has? What has it been like? Have you been dating? Um, has it affected you mentally? Are you asking me? Yes. Um, child. So dating, I have. Would I consider what I've been doing dating? You know, I don't what? want y'all to think. I don't want y'all to think that I've been out here wilding. No, I'm. But I don't consider the time that I've spent with certain people as dates. Like I just don't like. I don't see them right. putting that much effort. I mostly consider it, and usually I don't accept certain. Like, if it's not a date, 
You ain't coming. You ain't really coming over to my house. I'm not the chill type. I'm not the hook right. up type or anything like that. Um, and a lot of people haven't put, been putting in that much effort. Um, and I haven't been putting in that much effort because I haven't really met anybody that I've been really, really feeling. I had a few people that I've been communicating with, but I had to even stop some of those situations because I felt like we were just doing it simply because it was comfortable and it we right. had got complacent with each other and all that kind of stuff. And then it came down to the point of like, you ain't serious about this. I'm not that serious right. about this. Why we keep on talking on the phone? Right. Why? But you know, it's like, I get that and I completely agree. And also, I do understand when you do have that situation where you're just wasting time with somebody because we always we all do it and it's okay to waste time with somebody as long as you like if that's what you, you want sick, yeah if that's what you want but when you get sick of it you you need to go right. ahead and like because of what i was noticing is i like the people that i was just kind of wasting time with um it i was having a little bit of animosity towards them and i'm mm-hmm. like i'm having animosity simply because I'm tired of this. I'm annoyed right. with this. Right. And this is not what I want. And I'm going to waste my time smiling up in these people's face. Right. Even though he has no intentions. I have no intentions. So what's the point of this? That's very true. When you get good and tired, honey. And also another thing. Child, don't waste your time with these long talking faces. If somebody wants you. Hallelujah. I, I, I don't like to put a time limit on certain things, but if somebody wants you really and truly, I feel like if a man is genuinely interested in somebody, and I can tell you this because this is how I operate as a man, but like if I'm genuinely interested in somebody, I'm going to like try to make it serious within the right. first like month or two. If and if you it's not like, oh well, I had to like oh catch feelings and stuff. You know if you got feelings within right. like, the first few times of hanging out with right. like somebody. I would say like after three dates you should know if you want a relationship. Right. Not, I'm not going to say, like, so want to spend the rest of your life, but you should know if you want a relationship with that person. I completely agree. And as a woman who was, like, really into someone, like, heavily, and Doug know this shit. He know this shit. All of it, like a book. Okay? Heavily. I swear, it is so different when that man wants you back. That shit don't stress you out. That shit don't make you second guess. That shit don't have you wondering. That you shit don't have you communicating once every few months. You don't be feeling insecure at all. Right. And there's no excuses or limitations on what you guys can do. Because he makes it known. Y'all wouldn't got all damn off topic. We done went from child. I mean, this you. is still important to mental health and knowing like. Yeah, because men are known to stress women out. Not just women. Men, <laughs> men stress. <laughs> Let me okay. I'm I'm saying men like I'm all niggas will stress anybody out, they and will. this is coming from a nigga. And we say niggas sometimes that applies to women too. Like yeah, because we are kind of stressful. I'm niggas, not gonna deny it. Niggas is a universal term for me, right? Um, Around here, you know. Oh my god, y'all! Like this feels so good though because I have literally been in a rut lately. And I've been wanting to come on here and I've been wanting to talk and I've been wanting to release. But it was just so intimidating because I felt like it had been such a long time since I recorded. I was like, what the hell am I going to say? Like, is anybody going to listen? So it feels so good to like dive back in and just um, start again. 
And with that being said, I want you guys to know that it is always okay to start over. People try to make you feel like once you're at a certain point, it's too late for you to recreate. Hell no. This is your life. You design this shit. You have to live this shit. You wake up in this every day. Make sure that it, you are doing what you want to do and doing it for you and nobody else. Because we get so caught up in pleasing other people and making other people happy. And what does somebody else expect of me? What are they going to think of me? Can I add Baby? on to that a little bit? Please. I mean, you know, I hate to take it there a little bit, but... um you know, I'm I'm a child of God. I'm a believer in God. Um, and, you know, I'm not saying all the listeners, you know, I'm not trying to offend anybody because it is truly on a spiritual level for me, not really about heavy on religion stuff. But I really feel like people don't realize when you put something in God's hands for God to, um, to work on, you worrying on it worrying, and keep on checking on it and mm-hmm. being stressed out. A lot of times that walk by faith and not by sight thing it's you it really you truly have to put yourself in a place to where you don't know what's gonna happen. It's a, right. it's a very scary thing to do. I'm not gonna try to belittle it. I I've done it myself maybe two times and every time I've done it, Sammy knows because I've been on the phone, am I crazy? Am I am I losing my mind? Let me know if I'm losing my mind. Cause sometimes you have to have those conversations. Right. Like, am I really right. am I tripping? <laughs> or right. am I, do you think that I'm like just I'm out here just doing some no. you know I agree I agree that it, and sometimes that's what it takes I was just talking to a coworker today and I'm like you know what I keep telling myself that oh when I get to this place then I'm gonna just like quit and sometimes you just gotta do it right then and there you don't have the answers you don't know what's gonna happen but when I tell y'all that quit your job and chill it's like creeping real heavy up on me I like did, sis. i swear i mean i'm not chilling i'm out here grinding but i i quit my job i i, I knew i had a certain yeah. amount saved up and i knew i had certain assets so i quit i quit my job because it was not the right fit for me and i knew my worth education wise i knew my worth um I mean, I say it all the time. I'm young, black, educated, and I'm fine. Come on. So there's nothing in this world holding me back. Plus, I know I'm a little bit creative. You know, I I get some some stuff done from time to time. But you know, there's nothing in this world holding you back. And if you really truly do what you're supposed to, and like I said, put your trust in God and don't be double checking mm-hmm. on it. Be like, oh Lord God, I don't know. Like even when you sit up here and you put something in God's hand and be like, God, I know, I, I know you say you're gonna handle this, but um, God is looking a little bit bleak right now. Well, what's going on? What you doing? Don't don't bother God talking about what you're doing. Just like when you're doing something, you don't want people bothering you about right. what you do. Right. Don't let God work. And you know, I've I've been struggling with that because first of all, I'm an overthinker, so I've been just trying to do things to relax my mind. And trust that, girl, you know the power that is within you. You know what you bring to the table. Why are you stressing? Why are you so, like, um, why are you so bent on trying to control every little thing? You got to relax. So that has been really hard for me, but I, I am trying my best. Not, you got to know the power that's within you. 
And the same thing, I keep on talking about God and everything, Mm -hmm. but the same way we were made in his image. So that makes, and a lot of it, that's why I'm such a big fan of Black is King, because they talk about (laughs) it a lot. Because, you know, they talk about the fact that we are made in God's You know what? I might need to watch it, because I haven't watched it yet, y'all. And I'm pretty sure it's going to lift my spirits, because... I'm sure we could do that tonight, child. You know, I... we. (laughs) It's a little bit late, but... It is. And plus, we didn't drink the whole bottle of wine. Lord have mercy. But, anywho, um, y'all, like, this has been like this has been low-key therapy for me i needed this i'm hoping that somebody listening needed this um and if you didn't if you didn't need it like share it tell somebody else who may need it because um not everybody is okay out here. right and that's okay i know everybody wants to be on instagram and and whatever other social media outlet making it seem like they scammers right. and everybody's toxic and it's fun and we all want to make Child. it seem like we future. You're uh-uh. not future. Future's not future. <laughs> okay. <laughs> be yourself. Hmm. Be vulnerable. Be real with the people that are around you. Right. Like love on you. Love on the people around you. Um, remind yourself that it is okay to change, to grow, to take a moment for yourself, to take a step back, to to take. Y'all, it is completely okay to not have all the answers, to not be okay, to have a moment of doubt, to have a moment of insecurity. It is okay. Do not allow people to make you feel like you got to have your shit together at all times because these people you are looking up to guess what they don't have their shit together all the time it is okay your journey to your to where you're trying to be is what makes the whole process beautiful these bumps along the road are beautiful they're part of your story and they're so necessary and once again i just thank you guys so much for joining in for tuning in for listening to me wherever you are whoever you are thank you so much this has been another episode of the juice and the squeeze podcast and until next time you guys be blessed